fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. This is episode 19 of the Hotbox Podcast, Tuesday, August 24th, 2010, of course. My name is Matt, and this is Sandy. It's Tuesday. It We're is. almost to episode 20. Look at that. I know. Even missing one. I know. Just We're getting up it. there. It's going to start blowing your mind pretty soon. You'll have like a whole list of episodes of you just talking. You'll be like, wow. I believe I talked that much. Well hours and hours yeah i know if we actually recorded me talking though it would be way more than this my plan is when i get cancer from smoking that's going to take me out at about 75 to 80 because i'm pretty strong immune wise the last like five years i will just lay on my deathbed getting totally high listening to my life in the form of the jam hole podcast <laughs> Start from ep one? Thou- no, no. I'll start from like ep hundreds. Oh, that's right. You don't count the first part. Nah, not the first 30. Every time we do 10 more, I, I count 10 less at the beginning. <laughs> so we'll constantly have about 300 episodes. Always getting better. It's a good better. number. It's a good Always number. Always getting better. So uh, 406-204-4687. If you have anything to say, I highly, highly suggest you call in and say hi. Yeah. Again, that number is 406-204-4687. Write it down. So, we have a uh, little different format today. Today is a life lesson show, I would like to call it. Awesome. Life lessons. There's the title. ABC. Look at you making less the work. The more you know. Making less work for me. I like that. Yeah. Look at me. I'm trying to inform and educate everyone. That's right, because there's some, some shady S going around, some SS, if you will, going around. Well, I And th- you need to know. Yeah, they need to know. The more you know. The more you know, the so, better. before we get into that, remember September 18th, we're having a festival party. Word. We're doing a live podcast, hotboxpodcast.com slash roachmarket. All the info's there if you'd like a table to set up and sell your... Weed or marijuana-related whereas. Sign-up sheet's there, $25 a table. If you are educated in either or law slash growing, if you have a spectacular, super special thing that nobody knows about that you want to get the word out about, we're going to have two uh, discussion panels. So get a hold of us. Email info at hotboxpodcast.com and sign up for that. And then August 31st. It's the last day for the contest. Hotboxpodcast.com slash contest. Uh, rework the logo. Send it in. You'll win a cool glass pipe and hopefully a key Draw box. like mad. Get it done. That's right. Because you only have like one more week. Yes. We've gotten some, some cool submissions, definitely, but not exactly what we're looking for. And if, you know, if worse comes to worse, we'll just pick one of those because honestly... It's it's just a logo. I mean, well, yeah. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but you should all have be spending lots of time on this. So, yeah. slash contest, uh, all the info's there, definitely. And we do these shows live every Tuesday, Saturday, just in case you're new. You can watch them as they happen at slash live, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. And then, of course, you should always be subscribed in iTunes. 
to the feed that gives us numbers which make us look awesome and popular. Like yes. having lots of Facebook friends. Yeah, we're Facebook popular. That's right. We are Facebook popular. We have over 300 friends. Almost four. Yeah, we're getting up there. All right, so life lessons. Okay, life What's, lessons. What is the focus of today's life lesson? Today's life lesson is working in a dispensary. Working in dispensary. This yes. is what you need to know, or better yet, this is what you need to look out for. If you're in the uh, market to have a job at a dispensary. Right. So just just so everyone knows, I have been running a place in Columbia Falls. And as of this morning, I was relieved of my position. Honorably so, discharged or dishonorably discharged? It depends on who you talk to. Word. <laughs> um. So right now I am I am doing business without an actual uh, storefront for a couple of days, but then as of the first, I will have a location I will be able to be stationary at for a while. Awesome. Um, but basically, what I would like to cover is this: just all of it. Okay. The whole so I'm going to start at the beginning. Do that. Okay. It's a good place to start. I was unemployed. I was looking for work, and I know marijuana. Know and her very well. Yes. She's a good friend. Good friend. Been good friends for a long time. So I was offered a position helping someone run a place, and I took this position. And I ran this clinic, and I ran it very well. And you did do good work. I did. I I was very proud of my work and I think based on what I've heard a lot of people were were good with my work too. I didn't have complaints. Mostly positive comment cards. Yeah. Actually all all positive comment right, cards. Right, exactly. From, from the customers. Right. From the patients. From the patient. Those are the people that are the most important. That's who matter. Exactly. Above and beyond anything right. else. They are the reason that we can do this. Right. And so I was always looking out for them, and I was trying to make sure that they were being taken care of properly. Very right? selfless of you. So when I went into this situation, I, I never signed anything that said that the people that I take care of belong to anyone other than me. They, they are my people. I'm taking care of them. My name is on the card. Right. And when you say your name, you mean Sandy, not the name of the dispensary you are working right. at. Your right. Your patients. Right. They are That's very important. Mine. If you and go to a dispensary to work there and you bring your own patients, you make sure that you don't sign those over. Like, that's yours. Right. And so I never signed anything that said they were anybody's other than mine. Right. They are not a stock to be traded right. to and fro. These They're are people. Right, and you can't just assume that they're going to go ahead and go to whoever's right there. That's right, they won't. It's wrong to think that they're looking at location. They're looking at people when they go somewhere. This is brand loyalty at its finest. Right, and so um, basically what it came down to was I was working somewhere and became concerned with the security measures that were in place. And when I started looking into more things, I started finding out that certain things were required of an employer for the employees that weren't in place. Like, say, hypothetically, if you have a business and a storefront and you have employees, there's certain things that you have to, by law, have. Right. Like? 
like workman's comp and hmm. unemployment insurance. Interesting. Interesting. Because if I lose my job, I should be able to file unemployment to help me until I find another job. That's right. Or if I get hurt on the job because there's no security cameras or anything else in place. Right. I, I should be able to be compensated while I'm out of work. Of course. Recovering from the situation. And honestly, I don't think you can legally have a business that has employees without those two key items. Right. It's and like so, playing Zelda and trying to get to the dungeon without the key. You right. can't do it. It's impossible. So I, being being the person that I am, I mean, I'm not trying to get people in trouble, but I call and ask a question and somehow it turns into an investigation. Of course. Mwah. So... All of a sudden, I'm I'm now without a clinic because an investigation happened based on this question. Interesting. To the Department of Labor. And you the, were just curious. The Department of Labor apparently contacted them, and then investigations were put forth. And then, like, I don't know if maybe other people felt threatened because I knew I could, you know, run a business with or without the storefront and right. still keep people happy. Right. And you were the so, only reason that place was making money. Let's be perfectly clear about this. I would I would gather I'm to telling say you. so, yeah. I'm telling you, yes. <laughs> and so um this morning I was kind of ambushed and told that I no longer am allowed there. And um and then I was told that I had to turn over all of my cards. So how did that happen? What did you say, ambush? Like, what happened? Was there a phone well, call made? I or? mean, like, I was told that I needed to go pick stuff up for work. So as I normally do, I showed up there to pick up stuff for work. Right. When I walked around the corner, there was a chair put down so that the person could sit there and I wasn't able to leave. Right. And so I was I was told I had to stay there and listen to everything until they were done. Of course. Because that's how adults handle things. Right. right. And then I was told that I would end up in jail if I didn't Whoa. turn over these cards. Really? These right. cards that have your name on them, that right. are your cards. Right. Right. Interesting. So I, I did have a couple of things in my possession that were their property. I turned everything over. Right. Everything they asked for, I turned over. And except for the cards, because right, those, those are yours. They have my name on them. They're patient cards based on HIPAA regulations. I mean, that's patient information that I, I'm exactly. not supposed to now, get out. Now, if the patient chooses to go to that place still, even that knowing is, that you're not there, they have to put in a change of caregiver. Exactly. Right. And, and, and they're I'm, more than welcome to do that. Exactly. You'll help them do that. I, I have no problem if with they that. Want. If they want. If they want to go to the clinic, that's totally fine. That's their decision. Right. But I'm not going to be the person who tells them they have to do no, this. No, because they don't. Right. They're more than welcome to stay with you or whatever if you choose to continue right. this business. And so then I also contacted an attorney immediately. To, to get representation, which I have. Of course. So I'm now represented by an attorney to good. make sure that I'm safe. A good attorney, I might exactly. say. Exactly. And, and he also notified me that several of the things that I was told were happening weren't happening. Like what? What, what were the threats made? Well, I was say. told that I was under a federal investigation uh, now, all uh, of a sudden, apparently. Yeah, me and your mom were both being federally <laughs> investigated. Prostitution and selling drugs. Great. Right, which my attorney quickly let me know that the right. feds aren't going to get involved in this. It no, would be the, no. the drug task force, if anybody. Right. Do you remember a while ago when Obama was like, hey, feds, everything with weed, it's cool. 
they're they're gonna listen to you if they even do that and they're gonna be like wait this is about weed yeah this is the we're the wrong department man our hands are tied we're not allowed to do that anymore Right, and then they try to say that they have all of this other proof of stuff that I apparently did, like, trafficking. I was like... What? Do you, do you mean, like, walking from the safe to the display case? Are you considering wow. that trafficking now? That's I mean, just, that's just I've a- never, like, gone to a separate location outside of the state of Montana and picked up a bunch of stuff and drove it back right. to my clinic. That's I've gone the definition to of trafficking. my grow and picked up my product that right. I'm legally allowed to carry. Right. I've never done anything illegal. Right. And so... That's just a little man trying to make big, scary threats. Right. So basically, um, they, I was also told that if the cops were called, they would contact me and they would want to know whose names were on the cards. Exactly. My name. Because check this out. They're going to get a phone call if if it even goes this far. Uh, hello. Uh, yeah, this woman has my medical marijuana patient cards. Okay, sir. Uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, write a report up. Uh, whose name are on the cards? Uh, well, well, her name is, but they're my cards. Click. That's how yeah. that's going to go. That's well, as far as it's no, going to get. There's no contract at all. I mean, there exactly. isn't even a, I never even filled out an I-9. Oh, yeah, because he technically any. wasn't paying taxes. Oh, wow. Funny how that works. I mean, I'm technically wasn't really an employee there outside of getting a check every two weeks. I mean, I did what I was supposed to do. I I did not do anything illegal. I know I did things within my realm of legal Right, because ability. in this new and blossoming industry, you have to be. Because right. certain things are still a bit vague. Right. So you have to know what's up before you get into it. Right. And so, I mean... And the people that don't, we read about. Those are the people that are getting in trouble. You right. Know? So I feel like basically what happened to me was this morning I was put in a spot so that I could be all of a sudden have all of this thrown at me so that they felt like they I wouldn't have time to contact anyone. They would be able to try to take over all of the business. This was first thing in the morning? This was when I was like right before I was supposed to open this Right, morning. right. So, I mean, it was first thing this morning. And then I guess they put a sign on the door that said the inventory was happening until like 1230 or whatever, while somebody else went out there to handle it. So, you know, basically right now, okay, everybody needs to know this. If you work at a dispensary, you're an employee. You are to be covered by the necessary employer guidelines. If it's an actual store like that. If it's a business. Any business that has employees has to have these certain criteria. If you collect a check, they are required to protect you in these areas. And if your employer wants to give you a 1099 to work at their store, uh, you might want to ask why. Because that's kind of shady. That means they're making you keep track of everything because they don't want to. Right. And, you know... And that means it's up to you to pay your own taxes and all that. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to mess with that. It's a job. It's just like any other job. 
Right. Like, treat it as such. Exactly. And if you do work for someone and you are working for a dispensary and you are taking on patients in your name, they are your patients. They are your responsibility. Even if you leave, it is your responsibility to let them know that you are leaving and what is happening. If your name is on those cards. If your name is on those cards. Right. If you have signed a contract with that dispensary that says those people are their their property right if those if we own those slaves you might want to take a second look at who's hiring you right but that's a whole separate matter that could be taken up in civil court because at that point the dispensary can take you to court and say okay we had this agreement and then they can do with it as they want in court they can so you have to read you have to read what you're signing basically you need to know that if for the duration you're working there, any new patients come in if they're signed up under your name personally or if the dispensary itself can do it. Just make, Yeah, just make sure that you're protected as an exactly. employee. Exactly, you're Regardless, an employee. Just because you're working in a medical marijuana dispensary does not mean that you don't have to be protected by the same rights as every other person on this planet. If I'm running a business and I hire business on employees... Business is business, that's it. Right. I'm going to make sure those employees are taken care of because I don't want to deal with all of the backlash that can happen like an investigation. Exactly. And then I'm not going to go through and fire everybody because of the investigation. Yeah, this isn't politics, Dillhole. You can't just cover this up by firing everybody that was asking questions. That's like, that's such like 1960s mafia politics style. Like, what right. year are you living in? And if you are working with other people and you decide to leave because of how they're doing business or if you're asked to leave because of how business is Or if you're sexually harassed, anything like that. (laughs) Do not allow them to bully you into giving up anything that you know is yours. That's right. You look them square in the eye and you say, look, S.A., I'm not your wife. Don't talk to me like some bitch. That's all. Right. So hypothetically, let's say you uh, you get a job at a dispensary. You're a female. You're a pretty attractive female, and uh, the guy that owns the place maybe <clears throat> excuse me maybe he's kind of a skis bag. Maybe he likes cheating on his wife. Maybe he likes you know just taking a walk on the wild side, if you will. Now, if you and that person, let's call him Devin. If you and Devin are at the dispensary. And he starts, like, touching you inappropriately or making weird comments that make you feel uncomfortable. Let's, let's go through sexual harassment 101 here. Just because this is a place where we're selling weed doesn't mean that you can be a total scumbag because you think your employees need the job so badly that they're just going to take it and maybe you'll get lucky and find a chick that's going to actually touch you. Right? Right. Right. So if that happens, and if you feel uncomfortable in any way, hook up the cameras without their knowing, and then let them do it again. And then take that footage home and put it away for a rainy day, because you never know when you'll need it. Exactly. So. Any, uh, anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, basically... What it all comes down to is this. I think a lot of people feel that because they're in the medical marijuana industry, they're lower class citizens. Right. And you they can just take advantage of people. Right. And, this and, and that. they don't require the same benefits, the same courtesy, and the same 
I mean, anything as anybody else. And we've talked about this many times. If you're doing this business, especially, you have to make sure everything is on the up and up. Exactly. Which means no sexually touching your employees, which means you have to have unemployment, you have to have workers' insurance, all that stuff. Right. You can't cut corners in this because you're probably going to get looked at more times than just any other normal business just because of how new this is and just because of what it is. Right. You're selling weed. Of course and, they're going to make sure you're doing it legally, you know? Right. And also, a pretty low blow is trying to involve someone's children. And so I think that if you're working for a dispensary and they let you go and then they decide they want to call CPS because they decide that you're not following through and jumping through all their hoops and mm. trying to get you investigated for for endangering children because you're a patient and a caregiver wow, in the that's home. that's low. That is That is, is low. a low blow also. That and is... threatening me with that is not going to go far mm. at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just like to throw that one out there really That quick. would be, let's say, for example, that would be maybe when you would uh, remind Devin of some video that you may or may not have. That's what that would be for. So you just need, basically, you just you need to be careful because there are a lot of scumbags that are looking at this not as a way to help people, but as a way to make a quick buck. And that's, those are the kind of people that are generally you probably want to stay away from because generally those kinds of people are cutting the corners. They're not doing everything on the up and up and you're the one that's going to get in trouble for it. Right. If it's your name on those cards. And, and I, I mean, exactly like you said, you need to do everything by the book. You have to be totally legit. And that is something that some people don't do. There are a lot of good people in this industry. Don't get me wrong. There are some people out there that are not making good decisions and they are making it look bad because they see dollar signs. They think the We've money... We've talked about a right, few of these before. They think the money is the most important objective at the end of the day. They don't see the overall return from the people. Th those people, I feel better at the end of the day, instead of looking at my deposit and seeing how much money I brought in, sitting down and feeling <coughs> like I helped people. Feeling like I did something good out of the day makes me feel a lot better than that stack of cash. I mean, yeah, I've got to pay bills. I've got to do that. Right, Everybody we all need money. To. Right, but you but can that's make not that... my main objective. Right. every time I talk to someone is not, oh, good, this guy's going to pay my electric bill, and this guy's going to pay my water bill, and that guy's going to pay my rent. I exactly. don't see people like that. I see each person as an individual. Each person has an issue that they're dealing with, and I'm trying to help them deal with that. I'm doing everything I can to make it easier on them. That's right, and these people generally. They've had a tough time. Like, they are so happy when someone is nice and not trying to take advantage of them. And when they come into the, the shop, you're not a total dickhead to them and being like, so do you have any money to spend here or what? Like, really? That's how you treat your customers. Good. That's going to last real long. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's really unfair to the patients because, I mean, when you think about it, they're like children in a custody case right they they're worried about where they're going to end up because these two people are going back and forth when really it's cut and dry if if you want to stick with me stick with me if not i'm fine with that you can go to the i want to make sure you're taken care of
Uh, that's it. Above, first and foremost. Right. That's priority one. Right. I mean, you know, I, I'm i not going to sit there with as as much as I could sit there and I could call these people and tell them, okay, this place is a total crock and blah, 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 and totally throw them under the bus. I'm not going to do that. That's right. We don't I'm gonna stoop let to that level. I'm going to let people know. If they contact me, I'm going to let them know, okay, I'm not working out of there anymore. If you want to go in there, you can do a change of caregiver form. That's totally fine. Right. End of story. It's their choice. Right. Like I said, we wouldn't have this if it wasn't for, you know, for them. Right. So, you know, because you're in the medical marijuana industry, you deserve all the same rights. Because you're a patient, you deserve a lot of rights, too. And it, your caregiver should be looking out for those, which is what I'm doing. That's right. And if your caregiver makes passes at you also, maybe makes you feel a little uncomfortable, hey, let them know. I've dealt with some people who have had that happen to them. Really? Their caregiver what? made some inappropriate advances. Like, I'll give you weed if you SSD real quick? Oh, kind of. But it was a little more subtle. Well, right. I mean, you're just not rolling up to chicks and being like, yo, you want to SSD? No? All right. Right. Plenty of fish in the sea, right? Right. Half of those chicks want to S that D, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's so much out there right now that isn't a gray area, and people are unsure. And I'm finding new things out every day along with everybody else. This office. is a learning process for exactly. all of us. Exactly. And I've learned things today that I didn't know before. To, right? I had to today. <laughs> I was kind of forced into the situation. But thankfully, I had a really good person that I could turn to and talk to. And thankfully, I had other people that are right behind me. I have a great support system in place. Well, and thank goodness that, you know, you got fired so you can collect unemployment at least. At least there's unemployment there. I don't don't have that. That was the whole first part of this story, Oh, right, right. Because... I don't have unemployment. Right, because the okay, place you worked you know for... I'm still, I'm still a functioning business, so... That's right. Hey, how many other business places, like industries, can take a hit and lose their storefront, their brick-and-mortar storefront, and still continue on? Like, hey, it's cool. It's cool now. Don't yep. worry about it. You know what? I didn't like you anyway, you weird, creepy F. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm out of here. Screw it. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay, and... I'm all right. And, you know, if anybody out there needs to get a hold of me, email me. and uh, Info and, at hotboxpodcast.com. And I will get back to you ASAP. That's um, right. And, you know, the, everything will work out just, you know, the... Like I like I said before, I know this is a great industry, and a lot of people want to get into it. I and expect great things from this very. It, it industry. is a great a great thing to be involved in, especially when you're involved with the right people. Which I am getting myself involved with all of the right people, and I'm not worried anymore. Hey, because you those, learn from your mistakes, right? Those bad those people are now being taken out of my life. And that's fine. I can move forward from that. This is a cleansing. I don't want to discourage anyone from moving forward with this if they're trying to get into it. I don't want to discourage that at all. I just want people to know 
that you have right. There's certain expectations that should be held. You shouldn't just be willing to drop all of your standards because, hey, it's a job selling weed. That's what I've always wanted. Like, still, maintain those standards. Right. It's and a I good industry. It will treat you well. I think people that are trying to run dispensaries and clinics, though, also need to know that you need to protect yourself. If you're going to have somebody working there and you're going to have all of the cards in their name, you've got to make sure that you are... You're covering all of your bases, Because too. those cards go where that name goes. Right. I mean, you've got to make sure you're running your business the right way. You've got to make sure that you're doing everything right so that those people know that they're okay. Don't put everything on someone's shoulders and then all of a sudden turn around two weeks later and say, Oh, never mind. Thanks for carrying me through that rough point, but now that I have an issue with you, bye bye You're fired. <laughs> Because if it weren't for that knowledge and that time that was put into it, nothing would have gotten to where it was today. Yeah, how are the uh, other stores doing? Probably not as well as this one was. I'm, I'm going to wager a wild guess and say probably, you're probably going to kick yourself for this tomorrow. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of karma. <laughs> Weird how that works, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Karma karma can come back to you a little bit in the end. <laughs> well, Most definitely. I'm glad that it was a learning experience, a life lesson, if you will. And, you know, if we do this show for a long time, there will be many more. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that I'll have a few more for everybody. But this one was a doozy. That's right. I mean, talk about a day, man. I started off thinking, okay, I'm going to go and do this and then go out to the clinic and help these people and do this. And then all of a sudden, within like two seconds, it was like, kaboom, your whole day is effed in the A. So, whatever. I went and it was funny too. It was funny because as soon as I got done talking to them, I did what? Any grown-up does when they're in a bad situation. What's that? I went to my mom. Of course. <laughs> and my That's mom, what moms are for, man. My mom works at the county t- attorney's hey. office, too, which I think was forgotten about when all of this stuff was being <laughs> used. It, like, were, were you crying? I, I was. Nice. Hey, nice. I know. I was, I was pretty upset. Man, that is a rough move when you're at the receiving end of those tears, but I'll tell you what, it can come in handy in a pinch. Yeah, I ran in. I went to my mom's office. She works in the county attorney's office, right? So she's in the sheriff's department where the jail is. And all of the judges are upstairs and stuff, right? And so I go in and I'm like, Mom, you're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> and then I told her everything. And then I told her, like, what they were threatening me with and all of that. And she was like, okay. That's so low. Like, when you have to resort to making empty threats or even threats that in your reality might one day be fulfilled, but probably not in the reality the rest of us live in. Like, that's kind of effed, you know? Especially from a grown-ass man. Yeah. I mean, you you expect that from a child or maybe, you know, a girl if she's that kind of girl. But from a grown-ass man, I expect so much more than that. Maybe my my expectations are too high for uh, what grown-ass men should be like, but... Well, it was funny because it's like as soon as I left the clinic, every single person that I talked to and I told them all of the stuff I was being threatened with, they were like... 
you know that none of that's true, right? They're just trying to scare you into doing what they want. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But for a minute there, it felt real. <laughs> so out of out of all the, the patients, how many of them, because of this, have you lost? Any? Well, as of now, none that none. I know of. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, not Brand that loyalty, I know I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, and I mean... Love it's- that five friends. <laughs> Well, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm being upfront with them. I'm letting them know, no, I'm not there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Would you I'm like saying, to change to the place that's there? Because you're more than yeah, welcome to do that. I'm telling them they can do that. And the people that I've told, they're like, no. no. Why would I want to do that? That guy's a dill hole. Well, they're like, we weren't going there for the for the clinic. We were going there because we like talking to you. You're right. cool. You know what you're talking about. You know what we want. You've always gotten us good stuff. You've always taken care of us. We know that you do that because they've seen me do it over and over exactly. and over. I mean, it's they have sat there and watched me like freak out because they wanted something specific and I was trying to get that. And one of those things that was holding me back was because of where I was at, I had to be limited to what I was allowed to do. Now I am running my own show, so I... What do you want? We're taking requests now. We're like a 24-hour all-night radio line. I can stay within my... I'm, I'm doing things legally... But now I can actually make the decisions on my own. I don't have to go to somebody and That's say, right. um, Daddy, hey, can I do this? Can I, I have the car tonight? I, I have a question. I have a hot date I'd like to knock up way underage. Is that okay? Well, son, only if you bring some home for me. Thanks, <laughs> Dad. You're the greatest. Oh, you'd make a great father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, the life lesson was a fun one, and I hope that, you know, everyone will take something from it. That's right. Just take what you need. Yes. Well, I'm I'm impressed. You got halfway there. I know. Not I too actually bad. I, I'm I'm impressed with me too. So did you everyone has a Facebook account, right? We all we have one, we we each have one. I'm then we have it right now and now I'm switching back to chat. We have a Facebook account each, and then we have a group, and then on top of that, we have a page. Sorry. It's okay. Did you forget to turn your ring off? It's off now. I think I did, too. Okay. <laughs> 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 Cell phone's off, by the way. And if you want to call in, say hi, 406-204-4687. Tell us what you think about Facebook rejecting marijuana campaign ads. Not nice, Facebook. Hey Facebook, you have more than 500 million people on your on your site. How many of those do you really think smoke weed? You've seen the polls. Now take that out of 500 million. That's not nice. This is plus social networking. This is like our game. Like that's our that's our game right there. Social networking. If you're not going to let us utilize that for getting the word out for what our causes are, you know what else is our game? Weed. And you're totally saying, uh-uh. And that's not nice. Don't we have something called uh, Freedom uh Yeah, it's a private site, though, I guess. They can say, I don't know. I don't see how you can pick. I've seen some pretty retarded ads. 
But you know, now that I think about it, I've never seen one for marijuana. Well, and I mean, you can select which ads you see. So, I mean, people who don't want to see those things can block them. Right, but if in your profile you're like, I like weed, I blaze fat, like... Then maybe that's that demographic. That, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not saying to everyone. At them. Yeah, uh, Facebook just said no to proponents of the campaign to legalize weed. The social networking site used by more than 500 million people worldwide has blocked ads from the Just Say Now campaign backing California's Prop 19, which aims to legalize marijuana and goes to the state's electorate on the November ballot. Now, that's messed up because this isn't just like, do you like weed, yes or no? Like, this is a political issue. So, uh, is Facebook censoring certain political views? Like, can you Can you do that? Facebook? I didn't think so because I mean I've gotten a lot of stuff like I remember when the election was happening like every day I would get like McCain this and Obama that from like all these different Right if you're gonna ban that then you gotta ban it all and say well sorry no politics will be on Facebook this is a site for hooking up and getting laid What about religion? No I'm gonna have to say if we ban that we're gonna have to get rid of religion also It's a site now for getting your DS'd Getting your Nintendo DS and podcasts. Yeah. And hooking up. Yeah. No more politics, no more businesses, places. You're probably going to just have to get rid of that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, religion is political and politics are religious. That's right. (laughs) Go figure. Uh, Some pot campaigners are crying foul, alleging that Facebook has infringed on the group's First Amendment rights. Uh, but many private companies, including the owners of this website, have regulations on what is permissible territory for advertising campaigns. It's just like if you were to say, I run a porn store. I want an ad on there. I don't think they'll let you do that. No porn, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at it like, oh, this is drug content. We can't have that on there. Even though there's a K2 group, and I mean, we all have our weed groups that we're members of, right? So it can't just be that it's a drug thing. Like, they have to be basing it on something else. But because it's private, you're purchasing advertising from them. They can say, I guess, who they want and who they don't. But I think if they did it too much, people would get really pissed about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, messing with weed smokers or, you know, this campaign, that's one thing. But, like, say you ban... Jesus, like, you don't want those people writing you letters, ever. No, there would be a lot of them, too. (laughs) So it says uh, Facebook defended its policies in a letter to the group subsequently provided to the Huffington Post, (laughs) uh, saying that the group's use of the marijuana leaf contravened its policy of non-promotion of smoking products. Are you going to ban our group next, Mark? Mr. Zuckerberg, you're just pissed because that movie's coming out and it's painting you to be a real D-bag. And so you need someone to take your anger out on. I think that's what it is. Have you seen the trailer for that movie, the Facebook movie? I have. He's like not a nice guy in that movie. And I bet that's kind of how he was in college. I totally bet that's exactly how he was. Oh, yeah. And they also, they've been posting a lot of stuff just about like all of the conflicts between him and everybody else. So I'm sure they're just trying to make sure that, like, until all of that stuff boils over, they're not having anything new happening. Right, Because right. now they've also got to deal with that places thing, because that's going to that's gonna pee a lot. Yeah, you're probably going to have a few lawsuits with that. Oh, uh, yeah. My house got robbed. Well, you should have read the EULA. 
my wife does anyone read those cheating on me yeah right you shouldn't have accepted that you were at that hose house you shouldn't have checked into that hose house (laughs) says here you're the you're the mayor of this hose house (laughs) and and you tagged your wife by accident nice job uh, the Just Say Now group launched a petition challenging Facebook's ruling on its own page, uh, but Facebook duly shut that down as well. Stop using pot leaves in the thing if you want this to. Yeah. Um, more the the page has more than six thousand followers. It also includes a posting from the Libertarian Party, which says its own logo, which features a marijuana leaf, was censored by the site. Hey, you know whose logo wasn't censored by the site? Ours. The hot box. Oh, it probably will be now. Though. And the MMGA. Theirs yeah. is still cool, huh? Yeah. And the rooster. Well. What's up, Facebook? Yeah, they're K two though. I wonder if. Yeah. Well. I guess you couldn't. We could sue them if they used a pot leaf. That's not pot. Yeah. So the petition says, after our ads with the Just Say Now logo of marijuana leaf ran more than thirty-eight million times. Facebook flip-flopped and banned all images of marijuana from its ads. Ah, see, so that wasn't in the fine print. I, it probably was. No one reads those. You're just like, next, no. next, credit card number, okay, next, yeah. done. And then you realize later Run on my when ad. you try to do something that it wasn't allowed. But you know what? I have seen the ads, though. When I go onto our Hotbox page, I see ads all the time. They're like... Get your group page notice. Put an ad now. And like, yeah, that's and I see ads for dispensaries and weed websites all the time on there. Because well, I mean, I'm always on those kinds of sites. So <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't get ads because I have ad blockers on. Anyway, I do remember, like, I, I think on the other computer, it's the ad blockers on. And I remember having some. Ads like that with pot leaves on them. It must have been something they all of a sudden did. Well, it's like, remember when Times Square wouldn't let normal have that ad? Yeah, yeah. They ran that um, abortion, the anti-abortion ad instead of the marijuana ad. Right, because, you know, that was much better. This football player wouldn't be here if his mom would have had an abortion. Yes, he would have. Come on, that's ridiculous. You would have had a different football player. It would have been the kid that didn't run just as fast as him that came up in school. Or it would have been a dude that ran faster. (laughs) You don't know. So it says, uh, clear majorities in states across the country support legalizing marijuana. By censoring marijuana leaves, Facebook is banning political speech. This is unfair and unacceptable. One follower commented that the Facebook app Pot Farm... Hmm, interesting. Remember that Facebook app Pot Farm? Uh, which allows users to grow their own marijuana patch, must have escaped the attention of the site's regulators. Uh, access to the app, though, was restricted by the company about three months ago. So <laughs> so far, the campaign to legalize marijuana in California has not garnered the public and financial backing of major donors. Public support for full legalization is fairly evenly split, but recent polls show support for legalization gaining a slight lead. That's right. There's a few more of us. So they know that to in order to play one of those games, you have to like accept it and approve it and go through. And a then your all the information in your whole profile is owned by that and company. And then when you and all play your Pot Farm, there's actually because I've played it. If you're my friend, actually- don't play those games. I don't want them having my info. 
There's actually a little disclaimer when you log on to Pot Farm that says that it's not sup- intended to be played by anyone under the age of 21. Right, and, and porn shouldn't be accessed dude. by anyone under 18. Yeah. yeah. Click? Hmm. What's that? Yeah, Ooh. exactly. But still, it's in place. It's not like it's <laughs> right. just something that you log on to right. in Facebook all of a sudden and it's there. Like big floppy donkey D just right. like staring you in the face like, Yaw. Uh So marijuana has been decriminalized for medicinal purposes in California since 96, of course, and 14 other states. Uh, it remains a controlled substance under federal law. Thank you for that. Mexico. Moving on here. Do you know what Mexico's newest toy is? What? Something I've always wanted since it was a thing. They bought drones. Oh, really? I want How? I want both the drones from 24 like the airplane like they're talking about and the drones from Stargate. Those drones, totally awesome. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where they're trying to save the whale from SeaWorld? Yes. And they find out Mexico has yes. a space program, and they're trying to figure out how Mexico has a space That's program. so awesome. Okay, how do they have drones? Like, how did they afford that? Uh, well, we sold them to them. Or no, Israel. <laughs> Even better. Israel, who purchased them from the United States, or whom was given them to you, you know, here, Israel, you can have these. Now go beat up those other Islamic people. Uh, they've purchased Israel-made unmanned drone aircraft, the government said, which may be used for spotting remote drug fields as officials fight powerful cartels. This is just the next stage in the war on cartels there. Well, they kind of need it, though. Their stuff's out They're of like, control. They're like, you walk into the streets and there's, like, people hanging there and, like, signs said, love the cartel written on it. Like, sincerely yeah. yours, your like, local cartel. Yeah, there's, like, warning spray painted on, like, yeah, walls dude. with bloody handprints. They that do are, like, not you know, F around there. Do not sell here or else end up like this. Yeah. Uh, Mexico's defense ministry said it bought an unspecified number of Hermes 450 drones. Those are my favorite. Uh, last year from Israel's Albit Systems for $23.25 million. How much? So that's for 450 I just want one. Well, maybe two because I got to like practice and I'm probably going to wreck it into something the first few <laughs> times. Of course, Say right? $23 million for 450 Do the math. Someone in the chat. Do the math for me. How many is that? How much for one? I just want one. Uh, and then I want you to go to hotboxpodcast.com slash donate and buy it for me. Carry the four. Um, I don't know. The defense ministry declined to say how it would use the drones, but a security analyst at the National Autonomous University of Mexico said the military was likely using the remote control drones, which can fly for 20 hours and are equipped with cameras to locate marijuana and opium in the northwestern states of Senaola. Durango and Chihuahua. 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 C H I H U A H A. Wow. H U A. Chihuahua. I thought they just made that word up. Uh, apparently not. Okay. Quote: These are areas that are very difficult for troops to reach, and if they go anywhere near there on foot, they're going to get their heads cut off and their bodies hung in the streets. Uh, adding that the military had started to use the planes over the past five or six months. Next thing you know, they're going to have the drones with, like, little razor blades attached to them so they can just, like, fly through and chop everything down. That'd be awesome. And then they'll have, like, a helicopter come in with those big, like, um, toy claws to, like, pick (laughs) everything (laughs) up. (laughs) Bring it over here. 
It'll more, be a big operation. A big operation. Have a lot of jobs. Mexicans mm-hmm. for jobs. Uh, more than 28,000 people in Mexico have died in the drug war, in Calderon's drug war. But the president said on Tuesday he was sticking to his strategy, even though more violence is likely. It's like, F them. I don't care. I'm going to shoot down my drones. I got 450 of them. We got a lot more Suck Mexicans where they came from. It's That's all right. Good. Don't make us get the Israelis. Israelites. They don't F around. We'll turn this into it. I'll tell them you made fun of their religion, and then we'll see what's up. You know that's what they should start doing. Just contract out to those religious nuts and, like, people that have been warring. Like, hey, you want a war but actually get paid for it? Come here. I got a job for you. Yeah. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, doing pretty awesome. Some Massachusetts towns have given up enforcing a law that decriminalized the possession of small amounts of marijuana, saying the law is written with too many loopholes to be effective. We're just giving up. The law established a civil fine of $100 for those caught with an ounce or less of the weed that replaced what had been a criminal offense carrying a maximum penalty of six months in jail and a $500 fine, and also for possession uh, of an ounce or less of the drug. Massachusetts. But the law... You okay? I'm all right. It burned a little. I bet. Yeah. Smoke coming out the side of your head there. Oh, yeah, my extra sinus hole. <laughs> Thanks. So awesome. I'm a freak. Can you, like, blow into that and, like, make it whistle? No, but sometimes I hear a whistle, and I think it is that, <laughs> That's and I don't weird. know for sure. You need, like, a little cork for because it. Because, Eric, I tried to cover it one time when I was in It'd school. it give you a wicked headache? When I was in school, I was embarrassed about it because I, I decided, hey, show and tell, why not show the extra sinus hole in my head? Nice. That would be neat. And then the kids would not drop it. And so I actually took, like, the fake skin from Halloween and tried to cover it. <laughs> awesome. And it did. It got all, like, sore and it hurt. And so ever since then, I've just been like, whatever. If you can't handle tears coming out of my ear, then maybe <laughs> you shouldn't know me. <laughs> Why does everyone make me cry all the time? Because you cry at the side of your head. That's awesome. I know, right? Uh, the law overwhelmingly passed as a ballot measure in November of 08 does not require offenders correctly identify themselves, nor does it provide a way to force them to pay the fines. Oops. You, do you think you should have thought of that, like, when you were writing the bill? Like, hey, let's put in something. They never think of stuff while they're writing the they're bill. They're like, who reads laws? Nobody knows law. Well, they're a bunch of dumb, we, lazy Americans. No we one's going to know. the MMGA we know. meeting <laughs> on... Thursday, and they were talking about how Montana, because Montana's freaking about uh, out about how our law is right now, right. they're trying to use Colorado's law to base it on. Right, right. right. So they're looking to other states. So what freaks you me out... You need to look within yourself. What freaks me out is when we see stories where other states are freaking out about their laws. I know. Laws. Let's just all freak like, out and get absolutely okay. nothing done. How's that so sound? So who are we going to base... Okay, we're going to base a law on another state, and they're having issues with their law. So that means those issues are going to be our issues here in a few months. Hey, these are my then, shoes. Those are your shoes. We've got issues. <laughs> these are not okay issues, I know. though. You can't do that. Okay, they need to just say, okay, we're in Montana. These are the kinds of people that we have in Montana. So this is the law we should have That's in right. Montana. That's right. We're different. This is, we do what we want to do. Don't worry about it. Don't worry they about what we're doing. Try to, they always 
always try to single us out as being this yeah. beautiful state. We're this perfect, we're the last best place. There's yeah, so right. much land and woods and hunting. So come buy it stuff. all up, please. Yeah, so they And try what's to left we'll give to the Chinese. Oh, but it's let's cool. base all of our laws on other states that have more people and different needs and different revenues and different everything. I mean, come on. It makes no sense whatsoever. Colorado, there's uh, the population of Denver is the population of flipping Montana. I know, right? They don't take these things into consideration because they no. have no clue what's going on. And I get it. That's why we have people over there trying to educate them. Well, and I mean, we we do have a different mentality. That's why we need to have That's a different That's why we law. live here. I mean, I mean, come on. I've lived here pretty much my entire life. I lived here at, um, up until I was 16, and then I moved to Denver. And when I moved to Denver... I had to get it through my Montana brain that I couldn't leave a door unlocked, my car running in front of a gas station, or money sitting on a friend's table. I mean, in Denver, everything is a prison. You are living in a prison because of all of the people there. And when you have that many people in one area, there is more of a criminal ratio. That's right. She hits the fan. Okay, so now I'm in Montana, and we just passed a law just recently that says you can't drive with a an open alcohol container. <laughs> We're a little awesome. behind the time. Oh, and you have a speed limit now. Oh, yeah. Now Thank we you. have a speed limit. Thank you. Yeah, but the tractors can still go 15 down the highway. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome. We need to build them an extra road. They're working on it. That <laughs> bypass that's making amazing construction traffic in the middle of tourist season. Appreciate that, uh, planner. I just think that, you know... Well, if you base your stuff off of other states, if every what if we did that back in World War II? What if our government was like, well, let's wait to see what Germany does. <laughs> oh, they're uh, they're killing all their Jews. Well, where's the oven? Fire them up. Where's the Jews? That's, yeah, like that's you, ridiculous. You can't do that. You have to. That's why we all have each state has their own laws. Not so we could copy off of somebody else, which is clearly doing them well. Clearly, that's dumb. You're dumb. Whoever whoever you are, you're dumb. It, it just doesn't make any sense. You would think the people in Helena, first of all, would be the first voice saying, we're Montana and we need to be separate from everyone That's else. right. And when we figure out, then you can base your laws on ours because we'll have it figured out. This is pretty awesome, though. This says that the ticketing of the individuals isn't effective without a backup or other consequences for non-payment of fines. People can tell them that your name is Yogi Berra or Ronald McDonald and nothing allows for further positive ID. Other officers say that they're handcuffed or uh, the ticketing of individuals. Right. They ticket them. Then they handcuff them because law doesn't require people getting caught with small amounts of weed to provide ID. Oops. Mm -hmm. So Uh, if you tell them your name is, you know, you can say your name's whatever. They don't they can't check. Police chiefs have pushed for legislation to strengthen the law's enforcement and to require offenders identify themselves, uh, but they suggested they wait until the law had been in effect longer. <laughs> let's see if people really try to F you. Let, let's just wait and see. Um, you know, I have an idea. Hmm. How about when people are drafting laws, they sit around and think about this stuff before That's they right. actually put the law into effect? Well, like I said, they think that nobody's ever going to read this ridiculous nonsense that they get paid to do so they're just they write whatever they're like and you don't have to pay us and your mom has to blow me 
if you get they caught. They don't with, realize that there's no one's going to do that. Actually, like make a living off of sitting at home researching all right. of the stuff the government's doing, and then writing blogs about it to notify everybody right. else, so that we're all in the loop. We are all in the I no, no, no. I get emails all the time about new stuff that's happening that you don't think I'm going to find out about. But I know it's the internet. We can Google it. I think you forgot about that. Mm, maybe. Don't put laws in that you don't want us using. And then when we start using it, don't freak out and go, oh my God, they're using the law. Be excited that we're educated enough to read the law and know what it <laughs> means. This is awesome. They can't do really much. The only recourse the city and town clerk's offices have is to take offenders to small claims court. Which they say isn't even worth the effort to recoup the hundred bucks in the first place. <laughs> That's awesome. The city versus Ronald McDonald. How do you plead? Oh, well. Make better laws, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, or maybe put some thought into your laws before you make them. Yes, do that too. This is pretty uh, awesome. In the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport, they found a fake tombstone... It was a tombstone that was coming through, uh, shipped by air in honor of Delroy Sr. No first name, no last name. Uh, he was late of Jamaica and England, and uh, the concrete tombstone was painted to look like granite. A quick pass of the drug dog revealed the fake granite tombstone was stuffed with 52 pounds of weed. Holy cow. Yep. How big of a tombstone was this? Uh, it's pretty fake looking. Like here, I'll 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 put a link to this in the the live chat. You guys can check it out. It's it's pretty fake looking. The clue most obvious to the customs agents was the shipment. It all came down to why would you ship a tombstone? Customs spokesman said they can be made anywhere. That's a very good point. <laughs> you can uh, make them anywhere. Here's a story about some pretty awesome dedication uh, to your loved ones. In <laughs> Lebanon, Ohio, a 85-year-old man was arrested while making a scheduled visit to his grandson at Warren Correction Institution. That's uh, the prison. Uh-huh. Uh, according to law enforcement, he had t- more than 20 grams of weed with him. They, uh, the investigators got a tip that he was going to be taking drugs to his grandson, who was incarcerated for a burglary conviction. Officials say they, they confronted the 85-year-old guy, uh, and he voluntarily surrendered one large package containing approximately 22 grams of weed. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. 85 wow. years old. Like, really? Thanks, you, Grandpa. He, but do you think he knew what he was bringing in? Or do you think that like he was just Maybe. told, Hey, could you grab this package and bring it to me? Hey, Grandpa. Do you think they like took advantage of him? That uh, was, that I'm going to guess. Sad. He's got a pretty blank look on his face. I'm going to guess, yeah, probably. That's sad. They took advantage of an old man and then got him in trouble. And all he thought he was bringing a nice, a nice present to his grandson. It's a crying shame. He was bringing a nice present to his grandson. It was just illegal. All right. I wonder who tipped off the uh, the cops. Oh, I'm pretty sure that they search that kind of stuff when it comes in. Well, they said someone tipped him off, though. Oh, really? Yeah. 
don't they search those things? Though? Like I said, thought patrol. That, like, yeah, patrol department of rehab and correction investigators received a tip that he was going to take drugs to his grandson. Wow, that's weird. Like, who did shut your mouth? Wow, who did you can't he be get blabbing angry. about that? Yeah, yeah, some angry person had to have done that. Uh, someone For who sure. apparently wasn't getting a piece of that twenty-two gram bag of yeah. weed. Yeah, exactly. Well, fun. Then I'm just gonna tell on you. <laughs> Uh, Provo, police have arrested, this is awesome, uh, an Orem man who allegedly told the cops he was selling weed in order to pay for tuition at the police academy, of course. Uh, Mark- <coughs> Marcos Antonio Ramirez, 20, was arrested for investigation of possession of drug paraphernalia with intent to distribute possession of drug paraphernalia and possession of a stolen firearm. Oh, wow. He's stacking them up. I know, right? Uh, I was selling the weed to pay my way through Police Academy. I've seen (laughs) all seven movies. They're so funny. I want to be a cop. Uh, Police obtained a search warrant to search Ramirez after they were told he was distributing marijuana. During the search, they found weed, a digital scale, sandwich bags, some lower tab, drug paraphernalia, and the firearm, which was stolen. Ramirez admitted to the cops he had been selling the weed for the past five months to pay for tuition at the police academy. Of course. Martinez did not know if Ramirez... (laughs) That's funny. Uh, to me. (laughs) Like the cop, the Mexican cops busting the Mexican who wants to be a cop. I don't know. Uh, He did not know if Ramirez had applied or had been accepted to the police academy. I'm going to guess probably not. Yeah. Uh, And he said he, he got the gun from someone who stole it out of a vehicle course <laughs> and last story for tonight this is kind of sad i guess i mean it, this shouldn't happen but Aww. a man on a bicycle was arrested on drug charges after he gave police like this shouldn't happen like you should never do this you should never give. oh so i shouldn't have acted well so sad it's kind of sad okay after he gave police permission to search him and then asked the officers to throw away the weed they found in his front pocket paul a enriquez 28. Not a good week for Mexicans. No. He was booked on possession of weed and possession of illegal paraphernalia after he was stopped for riding his bike without a light at about 11 p.m. Oh. (laughs) According to the Mesa Police Department, an officer advised him that he was without a light, but the cyclist continued on. The officer pulled Enrique's over at uh, 7th Drive and Syrian Street. The officer asked if he had anything illegal on him. After replying, no. He said, you can check me. I, that only works if you're actually not carrying yeah, anything illegal. you need to make sure that you're on the up and up before you right. offer that one over. <laughs> the officer searched the suspect and found a plastic bag of weed, of course. Uh, quote, the defendant immediately asked if I could throw the substance away. The officer said, oh, yeah, that. I was going to throw that away. Can you... Uh, can you just handle that I found that it on me? the ground over there. I was looking I for a trash can. kids to get it. Right. And so I picked, I was going to throw it out. Like, totally. I'm not into that stuff at all. I don't even know what that is. And the officer said uh, he admitted the marijuana was for his personal use and that it had a street value of a $5. The substance tested positive for marijuana. That's so awesome. The first comment, you will win the Pulitzer for this hard-hitting item. <laughs> Uh, arrested for five dollars worth of weed come on this is why marijuana should be decriminalized this is not a threat to public safety yep so 
I just found out that my cat at home is a boy. Oh, word. I've been living with her as a girl. I just found out the other day that cats actually have balls. I I did not. I was not aware of that. They do? Uh, Apparently. Apparently. Some of them do. Well, I think you have to to be a boy, don't you? Well, I've just never really seen a cat with big old nuts, you know? Like dogs, you usually see dogs with nuts. Nasty old dog nuts. (laughs) Yeah. So what's his name? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Episode 19 of the Hot Box. I hope we all learned something Did we all learn? Did you learn something today? I learned a lot of things today. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, You can email us, info at hotboxpodcast.com. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687, of course. Uh, Remember, September 18th. Slash Roach Market. If you want a table, get them while they're hot. There's sign-up sheets on there, and any info for the festival is on there. And uh, then August 31st, that's like next week, slash contest. The contest is ending. So how's the... uh, Have we gotten any other submissions? Did that one kid ever finish that one he was doing? Uh, He's been working on it, but I need to get it from him. I'll I'll get a hold of him tomorrow and see where he's at. Because that one sounded like pretty awesome. Yeah. And one of the submissions we got, um, the banner looking one, not the jail one. Yeah, yeah. The other one. Um, I guess we're supposed to try to blow that up because I think there's supposed to be a lot more stuff in there than I think we realized. That's oh, really? Actually, like I just it's looked stuff at the th- within stuff. I oh, guess. Oh, cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to so check that out. we'll have to look at that a little bit closer because I think it's it might be a little cooler than we we um I think it's going to be a lot more in depth than we thought. Is what I was trying to say. I will definitely check that out. Yes. And, uh, yeah, just check out the site, hotboxpodcast.com. That's where everything's at. We broadcast live every Tuesday and Saturday from beautiful Kalispell, Montana. I love it. Best weed in the world here in Kalispell. Our growers here have some talent. I'll tell you what. Do you remember back in the day we had to, like, get weed from Canada? And it was all right, but after a while it was just, like, the same thing for, like, Seemed like eight years of my life I smoked the same PC buds. It was just like, come on. And now, oh my goodness, we got some fire now. So, uh, yeah, check out the site. Subscribe in iTunes, of course. You can catch live shows. You can watch uh, reruns of her camera of the live shows at hotboxpodcast.com. For all of those who feel the need to see me more than just twice a week. That's right. Reruns. It's good stuff. Uh, and, yeah, we got the Twitter and the Facebook group, and I'll join that in RSVP for the party. Should be a good time, and we'll talk to you on Saturday. Yup, yup. Goodbye. Bye. If you like you we, like this we, is where, this is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.